Considering your diet, I'm surprised you're just not, like, constantly dehydrated from the amount of horrible shits you take. Well, that's because, like, I constantly am chugging water, Steve. Oh, sure. Horrible shits like this episode <laughs> of the Songs Topsy Report. <laughs> Steve, is that the level of quality no, 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 you no, want to no. start the sound? No, 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 no. We'll I think start... you did. I, no, no, no. I think you did, Steve, no, no, because no. this is also the podcast where we dissect no, bad, no, bizarre, no, 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 or no. otherwise noteworthy music. <laughs> To figure out how it died, I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. We had so much good material before that. <laughs> but who who is saying this? Oh, Steve Trollinger. That's right. Uh. Our third co-host, Mr. Steven Trollinger. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, guys, thank you so much for joining us on episode 101. And what better way, Nick, to kick off the second hundred episodes... <laughs> Then by going out and reaching out to Oh, the... God, no. What? A second hundred episodes. Yeah, Steve, without you maybe being aware of it, you have invested in another hundred episodes, at least oh, of this God. podcast. No, God, no. Sweet <laughs> God, Jesus, no. Yeah, your contract just got renewed, Steve. It's a pleasure to have you around for two more years. Let's go. <laughs> and given this information uh, to our listeners, you guys would be crazy to not subscribe so you can hear Steven for the remaining... <laughs> Hundred episodes that he is contractually obliged to give to you guys. Um, but yes, as Mike was alluding to, uh, we thought for the f- to get into the second hundred episodes, why not hear what you, the listeners, have had on your minds and in your hearts to have us cover? So with that, we are doing our fifth number five, five. episode of listener submitted bad songs—the songs that you guys brought to our attention that maybe we were not aware of—that we're going to cover today. Uh, I'm very excited for oh, this. So excited, and you know, just just a shout out to all all you listeners for who are mailing stuff in. We are reading. We see your suggestions, and uh, that's fine. It's nice that we're able to do episodes like this. The songs that we have today that you guys sent us, I really like because it covers a smorgasbord of very very different styles of music. They were all over the place. Yes, uh, and we're actually going to start chronologically. Uh, with the first song, <laughs> the first song. Sorry, I re-listened to Cisco episode recently. Um, the first song, which was sent to us by listener Tara or Tara, I do apologize, um, from the United Kingdom. Ah, uh, oh, sent us this ah, one. It's a shout out. It's pronounced Tara. Tara, yes, shout out to Tara. Uh, yeah, for she's submitting great. This. She's great. We've seen your post, Tara. Yes, Tara. we we have Tara. 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 Um, and Steve did the primary research on this, so yeah, that's why it, this one, this one's gonna take thirty-five minutes <laughs> by itself. <laughs> this forty-five minute long. Three episode. pages of notes. Uh, so the first song we're gonna we're gonna sample today. Sample. S- just like we or- we went to the Applebee's, looked at the Tizers, <laughs> the Appies, and said fifty percent off on Tuesdays. Said, man. oh man, there's too many. Do you have like a sampler platter? And the waiter looked at me and winked and said, I think I know what you want. And then he just brought me a plate of literal human shit. (laughs) I read your two-star Yelp review. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I love Applebee's. Anyway, um, our first song uh, comes to us from the year 1968. And it is about some things that at the time they probably didn't think too much of. (laughs) 
or thought was not a big deal because it was like the 60s and like people didn't it was a sexual revolution and free people, love people were like free and easy and trying to like cast off the moors of oppression of the 50s and 40s and then sometimes they go too far like in this song Young Girl by Gary Puckett and the Union Gap Young Girl Get out of my mind My love for you is a way out of line Better run girl much too young girl Now I'm not going to... This song is musically, vocally, instrumentally... Ah, it's beautiful. a great, great, <laughs> awesome, fantastically composed song. Oddly enough, those things are not what we're going to be talking about. Steve, what could we possibly have the, to talk about? The then? only thing left is uh, an exploration of it lyrically. First, uh, just a little info up front. Gary Puckett and the Union Gap, a uh, band formed in 1967. Others uh, so named because they wore American Civil War uniforms and gave themselves military la- uh, ranks. Uh, uh, General Puckett, Private uh, Whitbread, um, et cetera, et cetera, who's the drummer. Um, and also to tie in the fact with that they had taken the band's name from the site of a famous Civil War battle. Um, wow, they're much bigger nerds than I thought. I know, right? They're... they're they're uh, Civil War reenactor nerds, uh, but at least they're on the right side. Um, uh, they were, <laughs> well, in that regard, uh, they were signed by record producer Jerry Fuller, Columbia Records, and uh, Jerry Fuller was actually also the writer and composer of this song. Uh, oh, oh, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, t- Jerry, Jerry had, had some <laughs> things he was reconciling with. So this song, and his song uh, as a callback <laughs> you was... Guys, uh, you guys ever get super attracted to young ladies? I don't know, Mike, do you? <laughs> I, I'm being Jerry! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you I know was... how, Nick, you know how sometimes when we do episodes, Mike has a story, a, cor- a corroborating, collaborating story? <laughs> do you think Mike has a story for this one? Mike, I'm... S- I was Mike, in high school. The three-year uh, rule has been brought up way too many times for us to not assume you have a story relating to the song "Young Girl." Uh, so a just oh, all right. We'll move on. We'll move God. on, Mike. Yeah. Don't worry. Let's, we'll let's we'll revisit fast that. No, we'll revisit this. <laughs> later. Um, it was uh, and it was also performed with backup uh, musicians from the Wrecking Crew, who I mentioned in our MacArthur Park episode. Yes. They're like a f- famous group of studio musicians. Um, so it was, uh, written, Jerry Fuller explained the inspiration for it, uh, in the book 1000 UK number one hits by John Kuttner and Spencer Lee. And he said, I quote, I was on the road a lot as an artist fronting various groups for many years. I guess every entertainer goes through a time when 14 year olds look like 20 year olds. That's, <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's stop right I there. I also don't know why I kind of sound like Kermit the Frog when I'm saying that, uh, that's somewhat of an inspiration, not from my own experience, he says. Oh, no, certainly not. Just knowing that it happens. <laughs> um, because, so, yeah, the song is written as a warning to a would-be lover of an underage girl of the consequences of him not being able to resist her charms. There's like three different levels of, of fucked up. <laughs> fucked upness. Yeah. Which I, I will get into all of them. Do you not think it is kind that he's offering the warning? Hey, you better run. I actually <laughs> Here's the thing, the fact that he is the one he's first of all, he's putting the onus on her, like, hey, you better stop seducing me or else I will give into it. 
Like, this is your fault for being attractive and underage. Not my fault for giving in to you being attractive. But Steve, if if he hadn't put the onus on this 13 to 14 year old girl, then we wouldn't have had this lovely song because there would have been nothing to si- there would have been nothing to sing about. He just would have realized this is wrong and not had any commentary to say about it. It's almost as if it's from another time and place when men weren't that cognizant of the things they did to women. Oh, like they've made so much progress now. <laughs> There's at least people talking about it. Like us here on the Song Top. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the only, the lyrics that we've covered so far, young girl, get out of my mind, my love for you is way out of line, better run girl, you're much too young girl. Yeah, there's, there's like I said, there's layers of this, for instance, uh, and lyrically we can get into it, get out of my mind, obsessive, he's obviously obsessed, he can't stop thinking of her. Oh boy. <laughs> and that's just, I think, the first one we've come across, but I've got others. With all the charm. Yo, now I'm sorry, but fourteen-year-olds wow. are just total bitches. Like, where, where's the where's the charm? You know, like so. Mike is putting the onus on the fourteen-year-olds in a different way. They're bitches. <laughs> no, just like why teenage, would you be attracted to them? I'm teenagers in general. You know what I mean? And I love. Listen, I got some nieces and nephews that are teenagers. I love them dearly. But well, well, I remember when I was a teenager, I was just a big old piece of shit. And now. And now I look at people who are in their early twenties, and I'm like, God, you're all, you're all shitty too. It's just I feel like an old man. I feel like Steve. I'm just growing into a Steve. <laughs> man, is this what it feels like when I just say randomly mean things to you? Kind of. Reason? That's terrible. Why didn't you tell me? This feels terrible. We're all learning lessons today. Not as uh, terrible especially, as... Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that was such a good segue. Not as terrible as what he has to say next. That's Mike speaking, by the way. You kept the secret of your youth. Oh, well, it's, I don't want to stop every line, but he said, you kept the secret of your youth. Like, it's her responsibility to let him know that she's, like, 14 years old. Although Ted Nugent wouldn't have had a problem with this. Ted, Ted, yeah. Nugent's, Ted Nugent's never written never written a well composed song like this. It's, he has listen, written a pedo song like this. Yes, though. Listen listen to our episode on jailbait. <laughs> I'm not saying he didn't write a song, I'm saying it wasn't as well done. Oh no. It's it's kind of funny. Like this Somehow one, this is more insidious because it's like it lures you. There are so many women there are you. so many women who love this song. Like oh the, yeah, if you look I, at the comments of the yeah. YouTube, it's like oh this brings me back to my youth. I'm 75. I I one of the websites I got a lot of this information from it was a website called The Quietist who wrote an article about this. And the, uh, the the article the thrust of the article was I am a woman and I love this song despite blank. Like she, and then she just goes into the whole thing of like I'm a woman and I love like I sing this song all the, like in the shower like I can't get enough of this song. It's one of my favorites. And there's a lot of women like that, and they're just like, there's a cognitive dissonance where, like, I know what he's saying, but, man, it sounds good. Well, you know, think of it like this, right? Yes, please, recontextualize it for us in a way that's okay. Uh, youth youth is often admired, right? Like, oh, worship. Youth, youth, youth is wasted on the yonder, yeah, uh, and, like, so, if you were to call an older woman, Young girl. Sometimes I think they I think they get a kick out of that. 
I think they like that. If it was maybe just that one-off, sure. But this song, just over the course of all three minutes, just keeps reinforcing that this isn't a flattering comment to maybe a woman in her 20s or older. It is a very, very young girl, such as... You led me to believe you're old enough to give me love. <laughs> it's very hard to fight that. There's Well, it's open to interpretation. <laughs> Hey, 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 you're trying to trick me. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's got his pants down around his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> you led me to think that this was going to be great. By not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> now it hurts to know the truth. Oh. Whoa. So, all right, right there. So we've got obsessive. So he's already obsessive because he can't get her out of mind. He's angry at her, yes. Which is this whole uh, the whole lyric we've just dissected, uh, right down to the end. Now it hurts to know the truth. So he's upset at her. So angry and obsessed. Those are the two we got so far. Guys, I got, I got, a, I got one. This happened. What do you got? This happened to me. This okay. happened to me. I was no. right. When I was a young lad at sixteen, I was at a wedding. I was the young girl. Oh. Ah. No, that's different. No, I want to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> no, Mary Kay Letourneau says shush, that's different. Shush. And this lady comes up, and I am looking dapper, I might just say. All right, I'm all dapper devil. I'm all I'm all suited up for this wedding. I'm looking good and I'm and I'm having myself a like a, a sparkling wine, okay? And this woman comes up and she goes, "Oh, some wedding, huh? You know the most unbelievable part of this story so far is all Mike had was a sparkling wine. A sparkling wine. <laughs> I was a sober high school student, thank you. Until set, well, until and you made uh, up for it later in life. Yeah, yeah. I was a sober. I was a sober high school student until sophomore year. <laughs> so um, she comes up and she's talking about like the the parents dancing with the kids and um, and we were laughing and laughing and then she goes, so uh, so what's your major? And I was like. High high school, like just completely, like just really. You didn't go with a what's your major, bone and fine ladies. <laughs> you didn't hit her with one of I those. I didn't realize that she was hitting on me until later, when she abruptly turned around and left, and then got blackout drunk, and then was you know taken out of the building. And so was she like, was probably a college student who thought you were also. Oh, that woman must have been in her late twenties. Man, that that must have she to to think. Mike, I want to loudly high five you in front of your mic. <laughs> to think that 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 woman was saved by getting blackout drunk. Mike has been saved many times in a similar fashion. <laughs> oh no! You're much too young. and Just a baby in disguise. The first time I heard that, I I took it literally. <laughs> like there's literally just a baby on the ground, like with a whole bunch of like rave girl clothes thrown on her. And this guy walks up, once again, pants around his ankles, and is only now just realizing it was an infant. This is why I didn't want to go says first. She's much too young. He wasn't lying. That that. I believe could be a funny sketch. It minus the uh, he just couldn't have his pants around his ankles, but like just <laughs> see it. 
like a baby and like just all duke decked out and fucking crazy like eyelash like just makeup and shit and just like he's like whoa <laughs> she didn't tell me her age like that's <laughs> your honor <laughs> oh steve you're just shaking your head listen you're just i'm just... that's a very funny lyric to take literally <laughs> you don't say probably because trying to do anything else with that lyric will make you feel terrible for humanity in general the first time i heard this though i, I for for a second a split second i found it refre- the song it refreshing because this seems to be someone who is totally aware that they have a deep problem they are attracted to an underage girl yes it is very problematic they're putting the onus on the young girl to stop seducing him but this song is refreshing like sprite is refreshing you think you want to drink sprite because you're thirsty and it looks refreshing you have a few sips and you're like oh man this is really delicious and then you get halfway through the bottle and you feel like you've eaten eight tons of candy and you want to throw up everywhere that is how refreshing that is we don't have time to do, to do the whole song because we obviously have to move on to the next one. But the the last line of this verse, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, I've got this was part of the whole thing. I oh, okay, yeah, yeah, let's hear that. And though you know that it's wrong to be alone with me, that come on look is in your eyes. And there's the victim blaming. Uh, Yes. So we've got straight up. We've got it is in turn angry. And now it hurts to know the truth. Obsessive. Get out of my mind. Victim blaming. And though you know it's you know that it's wrong to be alone with me. But you still look at me like that. And then threatening, of course, get out of here before I have the time to change my mind. I don't know. Did we get that one? Uh, Yeah. That one's important. Okay. Uh, Uh. yeah, so let, it's, let, your, let, it's your responsibility to get out of here before I change my mind and still have sex with you. No, hang on. I, 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 can, I can go to that verse real quick. Hang on. So hurry home to your mama. <laughs> Sobbing. Wait. I'm sure she wonders where you are. Uh, get out of here before I have the time. To change my mind Cause I'm afraid we'll go too far Okay, okay, now listen Guys, there is a sweet angle to this Angry, obsessive, <laughs> victim blaming, threatening No, 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 no That's right, Mike, it's all how you look at it It's all Cause I'm afraid to go to jail Whoa This is like you know the BFG, right? The big friendly giant. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about big fucking gun from Doom. <laughs> this is like the BFP, uh, right? He's the big friendly pedo, okay? He knows. He's... This is why I didn't want to go first. <laughs> no, no, This no. is why I didn't want to go first. So he, uh... Yes, Mike, expand upon the big friendly pedo. So, uh, so you could have one like a Ted Nugent who talks about paint. Gain banging you with the cop at the end. His, yes. Listen, again, jailbait. It's <laughs> just unambiguously uh, reprehensible. This one's like, okay, you got to go. You got to get out of here. Stop hanging out with me. I'm a monster. 
I'm a, I'm a bad man. I'm going to do bad things. I want to do bad things. And he keeps going to your mom. She wants to see you. Like, you know what I mean? Constantly. So you're saying that by the end of the song, if she's still there at that point, it's her fault? No, Steve. I am just saying. Because that's what it seems like he, you're saying. He, I think it's nice. Like, listen, there's, there's a, I feel like there's different degrees. And this is, uh, you know. <laughs> Third degree uh, <laughs> statutory rape or second degree? Which degree is it, Mike? First degree statutory rape? Uh-oh. No, you use the word degree. Uh, I agree. We'll continue to talk yeah, about what degree it is. The degrees of this, yeah. uh, of this there's statutory. Degree, there's different degrees. <laughs> hey, there's a rap in there somewhere. Don't try it. Don't try um, it. Okay. That song would be called Statutory Rap. Nick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but that was Young Girl by Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. So, why isn't, Tara- the, why isn't the age gap? You know? like, <laughs> I already explained the origin of the band name. You can't make the joke, and I already described oh, it. Damn it. Yes, you can, Mike. That was very funny. Oh, so, uh, thank you, uh, Tara. Tara, I, I know your name's probably Tara, but we're still going to call you Tara. Yeah, thanks. Tara, thanks. Tara thank you for uh, damning all of our political yeah, careers thanks, for the rest of our lives. By I hope that's what discussion. you wanted. Is that what you wanted? I hope it was what you wanted when you sent us that. <laughs> uh, but moving on to um, songs that are way less problematic about the way they discuss women. Oh, let's great. Let's do Ben Ho. Great. Let's Stupid. do those. Let's do those second and third. Yes. Uh, so the next song that we are discussing uh, was suggested by listener Samantha. So thank you very much for that. Sam! Antha. Uh, <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> Steve has gone deaf. Uh, Sorry, Steve. Samantha, I, I will say we... Or at least I, I don't know if I ever discussed it with you two guys. Uh, This song was on my radar to do at some point. But the fact that, Samantha, you suggested it to us just just, um, expedited the process by which we cover this. So Mike will be uh, giving us a little bit of the history on on this song. Let me grab my notes real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Mike has gotten up grabbed his phone, which was charging, which has all of his notes on it. Oh my god. Wow, your charger did nothing. There's there's three percent of this. Luckily it doesn't matter. So so this uh this song is called Stupid Ho. Uh, and is ho spelled correctly? It Yeah. How is it spelled? Isn't it H O uh E? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not correct. That's a gardening implement. Oh, that's how I'm oh. Ho is spelled H-O as in a derogatory sexual term. That is H-O. A, the spelling can vary, and B, we haven't gotten into the song yet. She could be referring to her frustration about gardening implements. (laughs) I'm sorry, who did this song? Nicki Uh, Minaj. Minaj. Then no, that's not what it's about. (laughs) Nicki Minaj is an avid gardener, and I will not have you besmirch her on this show, Steve. So this song was seen, at least parts of it, as a feud between Lil' Kim Mm -hmm. and Nicki Minaj. Did okay. we do that on our feud episode, or was we, that? Yeah, no, we, that was, was uh, that was uh, Cardi B. Cardi B and, and Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Minaj. We're gonna have to do a second feud episode. I yes. Think. Oh, we got just more feuds. Nicki Minaj has had feuds with everyone. So, so why don't we play a little bit of this and get an idea of what we're doing? With. Mm. Yo, yo, I get it cracking like a bad bag. Bitch talking shit a queen when she looking like a lab rat. I'm Angelina, you Jennifer. Come on, bitch, you see where Brad at? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I missed I missed the statutory rape song. <laughs> uh, at least that one sounded good, right? God. <laughs> yeah. So, um 
So this first, this first bit right up here, and then you know, is directed at Lil Kim. All right, and the few- really because it seems to be directed at Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, and Jennifer Aniston. There's a lot, this, but that first, the first two lines, I guess. Yeah, although I will say, yeah, because it might be, but she has the line, "I'm Angelina, you Jennifer, come on, bitch, you see where Brad at." She is assuming that everyone has the assumption that Angelina Jolie is just a far superior individual to Jennifer Aniston. And that's a very loaded built-in pre-supposition. Also, way to when your date Tomb Raider your... reloaded, come on, Also, Nick. way to date your song. Well, it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. At least young girl is eternal. <laughs> it fits... Eternal? I was going to say underage. It, it, <laughs> it fits all time periods, unfortunately. But yeah, the references are dated. This song came out in 2012. 2012, that is correct. This was one of her first big songs, I believe. Yeah, this. Uh, well, and it was actually Lil Kim would go into why their their whole feuding started was. Was it because one of them was like, "No, I wear the least amount of clothes in public," and the other one was like, "No, I do," and then they fought. Talking about dating yourself, Steve. <laughs> everyone knows you're 68 now. <laughs> Let me tell you He's something about, about these painted trollops. <laughs> Um, but the feud started over Lil Kim, well, Lil Kim coming to Cash Money Records, and like they did a song together. Um, they did it. There was a lukewarm reception to their like their song together. Okay, and then Cash Money Records drops Lil Kim, just ceases contact, and she claims that Nicki Minaj stole her swagger. Okay. Stole her swagger. Yeah. Lil Kim releases an album mm-hmm. uh, that was just before this one, and it shows her with a katana, blood everywhere, and a decapitated head with a big old pink wig on it. This, you know, a lot of people presume to be Nicki Minaj, and then Nicki Minaj comes out with "Stupid Hoe," and then Lil Kim said she's a stupid hoe. Ooh, good one! Yeah. Way, so, to, Lil, way, way to clap Kim, back, Lil Kim. <laughs> Called Nicki Minaj a stupid hoe, or she acknowledged I am a stupid hoe. Oh, uh, no, she called her. She goes, If you have to come up with a song called Stupid Hoe, then you was obvious. Then you might stupid. be a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> and then she tore her mask off. It was Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy all along. And we were wondering where he went. Okay, so now that we know so the context. Th- that's of, the context yes. of the song. Yeah. Let's see what she has to say about her. And I pissed on bitches, you can suck my dick, Nick, if you take this gistes, you don't like them distance, get my ass some kisses, yeah, they know what this is, you bet it's a business, cause I pissed... I really want to discuss this because the <laughs> rhyming, the sheer lyrical ingenuity that Nicki Minaj uh, is displaying here, um, diz Nick, ice on my wrist is, and then I piss on bitches, you can suck my, and yes, that is correct, Steve, Disney, if you take these jizzes, you don't like them disses. Give my ass some kisses. Yeah, they know what this is. Give these bitches the business. Or give bitches the business, excuse me. Why aren't they kisses? I feel like, you know, or it's something to rhyme with the jizzes. Jizzes, the kisses? I mean, do you really like the S to Z, the Z to S, um... I'm wordplay. A, I don't think they put that much thought into it, Mike. <laughs> Au contraire. I think she used the, I think she wanted the phrase Disney to take over like vernacular. Uh, I thought, uh, I, I, that that was going to be the new urban dictionary thing. Everyone was going to be saying Disney. You know, it's a shame. I thought that was going to be the new um Ch- Children Entertainment Network. Exactly. Uh, Walt Disney. <laughs> He's got that new net streaming platform coming. <laughs> Disney Plus. Dis- yeah, they own everything else. <laughs> 
I pull up and I'm stunting, but I ain't a stunt man. Rockin' Jordans, but you ain't a jump man. So she's a poser. Oh, I thought it was a Donkey Kong reference. Oh, yes, Jump Man was the original name. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did write a song called Chun Li later, so she is oh. down with the video game. She does have those Chun Li thighs. I don't mean that in a sexual way. I mean, like, quite literally, Chun-Li, as a character, as a her character sprite, is drawn with unnaturally muscular legs, and Nicki Minaj does have some powerfully built legs. But to our listeners, Steve also does write erotic fiction, and there are certain chapters where he said, she walked in smoldering with those Chun-Li thighs. But then I stop and explain that the way I just and explained that's the rest it of in the story. Form. No, wait, Chun-Li's from, uh, what game? Street Fighter. Oh, she had... She's got she the two had, little had, things in her hair. She's she got the blue huge, dress. Huge, huge boobs, too, right? Well, every Japanese yeah, video game is made say, from I, the male gaze. Uh, <clears throat> her, hers were somewhat understated, comparatively speaking, but and the in le- the real world. And the lesbian gaze, Nick. Don't they have that as The well? lesbian <laughs> gaze? <laughs> I think lesbian. <laughs> there's no lesbian straights, Mike. No, the gaze, Nick. Oh. <laughs> You saying the gays is not making the situation better. No, G-A-Z-E. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a homonym. Yeah. Isn't language fun? <laughs> the lesbian gays. Mike, I don't know why you're laughing. That whole scenario basically just showed you what Nick's opinion of you is. <laughs> that I'm so... Yeah, yeah. What's, what the fuck's wrong with you, Nick? You already made a whole movie just, you know, uh, just killing my character and reputation. His opinion as a of you is so low that he took the lowest common denominator from what you said. Why is Mike saying lesbian gays? Uh, that's stupid. He's dumb. That's wow. I don't know because you just said the male gays, Nick. Why don't you use your brain? Uh, Mike, you know what? That is on me because um, I've never, I've heard the phrase the male gaze. I've never heard the phrase the lesbian gaze. Well, you know, so that's on me, Mike. No, Mike, Mike that is on me. That is on me. I'm a misogynist, and that is, I will work on that. The song, this, this whole podcast brings out all the things I need to work on as a cis heteronormative man, and I'm going to work on that. I make that promise to you guys and the listeners. Whoa, 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 normative? What does that mean? You're, that's normal? Who's to say what normal is? Right, we're going to move on with the song. <laughs> we said platinum, them bitches is chipping wood, them nappy-headed hoes, but my kitchen good. Always, 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 I bet What do you think, Steve? This is a horror show. This is like a horror movie. Like this is a David Cronenberg Videodrome level. Like I'm if I if I watch this for too long, I'm going to try to like rip my own eyes out and pull my lips over the top of my head. This this part right here. Oh. <laughs> is actively unpleasant to listen to. That's unsettling. Oh, God. We sometimes get hyperbolic with the way we describe music, but like the the, the, the pedophilic song that we just covered first. Guys, I just made a lot of <laughs> off-color jokes that's going to paint me in a very negative light. <laughs> you don't and, care. And I that I that doesn't matter anymore because what I just saw has rendered me 
completely insane. Well, you know what's funny? It's funny you should say that, Steve. It's funny you should say that. I think BET felt the same way. Because this music video was actually banned from being shown on BET when it was released. Good. Glad someone has some goddamn integrity. And then she released it on Bevo. And it got 4.8 million views in 24 hours. This did, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) No, stop showing me her face like that. See, there's no place I can pause in the video that won't give you nightmares. When I when I was a kid, I walked in on my parents. Don't finish the sentence for me. I walked in on my parents watching Stephen King's It, the original miniseries, TV miniseries. TV series with Tim Curry. Uh, they told me to stay in my room because they were watching a scary movie. They didn't want me to get scared. Uh, so I was in my room watching Winnie the Pooh cartoons, and I wanted a drink of water. So I walked out and and asked my mom for a drink of water at the exact moment in the movie where. Pennywise uh, kills Georgie, like which so is like right in the five beginning. minutes in yeah. the movie. Yeah, I couldn't even wait that long. And you know, Georgie, that and that seeing that scene as like a five year old scarred me until I was probably in high school. Like I would have a nightmare about Pennywise, the dancing clown, maybe once or twice a week for years Are after that. Are you kidding? Me? Until I was grown up enough to learn that it was Tim Curry and then I met it, I put two and two together from other stuff I'd seen him in and then I was like, "Oh, that's great. I love this now." This is now replacing I that. Don't this- <laughs> I love oh, man, I love him. That- this is your new Pennywise <laughs> this is dancing the new- clown. <laughs> this is the new one. Uh, oh, that's awful. That's oh, so it's not even a pitch. It's just uh, it's like she's at the dentist. And it's just the strobe effect and her dead eyes and her face isn't moving. All right, Miss Min- uh, Miss Minaj, let's just take a look at those bicuspids. Just say ah. I know what I'm changing my text tone to after this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe um, the uh, the vernacular she uses and the themes she brings up are about to take like an like a go to another level. Let's see. You a stupid how? You a you a stupid how? You a stupid how? You a you a stupid how? You a stupid how? You a you a stupid how? You a stupid how? Yeah, you a you a stupid how? Four point eight million views. Twenty four hours. I've you never, I, I've never seen something go from gut churningly terrifying to gut churningly stupid so quickly. Either way, my tummy's upset. <laughs> Samantha, God. why would you possibly suggest this song to us? This is so bad. This is aggressively bad. Aggressively bad. Like insultingly bad. Like she's like she didn't insult little Kim. She insulted America. <laughs> because so much of the bad music we cover, it's like inane lyrics masked in something that's like infuriatingly catchy. Or this, vice versa. Yes. Like lyrically great, but musically this shit. This somehow manages to be neither. I mean Zoom in on the <laughs> of Nicki Minaj Ooh. 
with her eyes and mouth agape, Great. staring into some abyss that we will never see. Thanks, Nick. Now I can't walk by sewer grates anymore. <laughs> Let's see what else she has to say about uh, things. Look, bubbles, go back to your habitat. MJ Cone and I ain't having that. How you going to be the stunt double to the nigga monkey? Top of that, I'm in the fan. I'm looking hella chonky. Mike, do you want to comment on that last lyric she said? What the? How are you going to be the stunt double? To uh, what was that? Nope. I can't. Text is too small. Let's see what they say. That's actually very problematic what she said. She's calling Lil Kim Bubbles the monkey, essentially. Oh, yeah. Michael Jackson's monkey. Forgot about that. Yeah. MJ gone and I ain't having that. She's saying Lil Kim is Bubbles stunt double. I don't. I yeah you know, I just assume, I, I think she's still talking about Lil Kim. I know the first one's about Lil Kim. She might be throwing disses around to more people than that. So busted, hose is so crusty. Bitches is my sons, and I don't want custody. <laughs> I don't know who does she insult herself more or the people? I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to fairly figure, insulted right now. I'm trying to figure out that family dynamic. She, she's going through so many analogies. So these bitches are my sons. Oh, and I don't want custody. You should like that line, Nick. That's clever. Is it clever? Because of the broken home you come from. <laughs> no, it's because it's not the not the sons of bitches, but these bitches is my sons. But you think I should appreciate the fact she switched it. She says, these bitches is my sons and I don't want custody. No, I'm not. She doesn't deserve that. Just because this song features segments that go like this. Uh- just because she is so fundamentally set the bar low doesn't mean the slightest scrap of clever wordplay I need to then stick on a pedestal. Well to hell all over again. <laughs> you hate the audience just a little bit, Nick, don't you? You're like, oh, let's just keep just keep putting it in their ears. I love it. <laughs> don't, we, don't we have a Well, listeners, if you get angry, just remember, Samantha suggested this song. <laughs> Thanks, so, Sam. Sam, we'll be sure to give your personal info and email address to all of our listeners. <laughs> Yeah, we need someone to get we need someone for them to get mad at that aren't gonna be us. What else she has to say? I don't wonder. That. There's just like an unbroken shot of her twerking in a cage, just saying "stupid ho, stupid ho, stupid ho." I want to see Mike do a cover of this. Yeah, I don't know why. For some reason, I mean, I can twerk it pretty good, Nick. Oh, I know you can. <laughs> Man, we're we're gonna spend a shit ton of money on outfits, <laughs> and it'll be all worth it. I want to see you in the blue makeup, and the Barbie, and the and the Barbie torso. Nick, get your fucking <laughs> finger off the no, get it fucking off the fucking button. Steven has removed his headphones. You're a monster. <laughs> uh, this episode of. Lister Submitted has really, truly brought out the worst in every single one of us. 
I'm not going. We're not going to do another one of these for a while after this. I don't think. Uh, Unless you guys keep sending them along, so it, please, songtopsreport at gmail.com. No, because when you think about it, when you no, hold on, the, the, the songtopsreport. When you think about it, this is what's me. happening. The last time we had a listener submitted episode, we spent a good portion of it making fun of children. Oh my god! Oh, we did, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Mike. That makes it okay. Uh, but guys, we do have one last song to get to. Uh, thank you, Samantha, for we can submission. We have them on as a guest to make it up to one. <laughs> Please listen to the last episode. Who's the kid out in the parking lot? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for having me on your show. Get out of here, young Louis Anderson. Go eat your feelings. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Samantha, for that suggestion. Um, The last song that we're going to cover today was sent to us by listener Lindsay. So, Lindsay, thank you very much for this. Thanks, Lindsay. This is a fucking weird one, Lindsay. Um, (sighs) I hope it's a palate cleanser, because right now my mouth tastes like shit. (laughs) Like I ate those fucking appetizers at Applebee's. (laughs) He brought out the plate of shit, and you're like, ah, I'm kind of hungry. I already paid for it. (laughs) As he shovels them into his mouth dejectedly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, please get that off the screen. Please switch to a new screen. I already paid for it. I don't know. It's so funny to me. (laughs) I'm just playing that scene out in my head. Hey, I already paid for it. Hey, I might as well eat the player's shit. I don't get no respect. Let me tell you. (laughs) Uh, So the last song that we're covering... um, the name is appropriate enough, considering we What's covered- this one about, World War II? <laughs> Spanish Inquisition? The Black Plague? What, what are we making fun of now? Worse, uh, it is about pop music, and the song is called Pop Music, spelled uh, M-U-Z-I-K. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you spell music otherwise. <laughs> yeah, obviously. And, uh, That's it is the per- fun way. It is performed by M. M. Is Moriarty? Well, I mean, it's from London, so it's very likely. Uh, no, this is actually performed by M, who, which was a British new wave and synth pop music project by English musician Robin Scott. So it's really one dude. Essentially, yes. There, there were it's, other musicians who came and went, but he was. It's the, always a bad sign when you have to say the words. You have to say the word project as opposed to artist. It's like this song and the, the the artist for this song isn't a real person. It's a project that I've envisioned. Like, that's already a bad sign. Well, Steve, you might end up enjoying the song because the song is somewhat, it was the only kind of main hit by this artist, especially in the United States and the UK. He did a little better. But uh, this song was one of the first entirely electronic-based songs to reach number one in the Billboard 100. The song came out in 1979, and it was kind of like as electronic music was starting to become a thing. Um, it's also considered the first major, uh, quote-unquote, new wave hit song. Ooh. Now, if you, uh, the listeners, don't quite know what the title of new wave would mean in this context, here's a little bit of pop music. I know what this is now. Radio, video. Boogie with a suitcase. 
stand-in on a giant record? Yes, of course. He's a DJ. That's what they do. He's standing behind a table, essentially, but the table is like a giant record, essentially. Boogie with a suitcase. Yeah, so the so lyrics... That, that's Boogie with a hoodie's dad. <laughs> Boogie with a suitcase. <laughs> please, please. My father was Boogie with a suitcase. <laughs> is, is his son then going to be like Boogie with a sock? Like, is it just going to get progressively... <laughs> In Trump's America, it will. <laughs> uh, now, when I first read the lyrics to this because um, I I, had not, I was not familiar with the song like Steve was when I first read the <laughs> lyrics I had one impression when I read what uh, different websites had said the lyrics were about I then became a little bit more impressed and then I read what the artist said the lyrics were about and they're, and they're, and they're all totally different so like I said the song was categorized as new wave and it was considered one of the first singles in the genre uh, to top the hot 100 mm. Apparently, this song is sung from the perspective of a DJ spinning records at a dance club. This being 1979, um, disco was still kind of the one main genre that was... It hadn't been murdered off It yet. had not been murdered off. So, here's the... And there's my problem with this Hadn't been killed by the agents of God yet. <laughs> the 70s were a godless time. However, M uh, describes the genesis of pop music as this. He said, quote... I was looking to make a fusion of various styles which somehow would summarize the last 25 years of pop music. It was a deliberate point I was trying to make. Whereas rock and roll had created a generation gap, disco was bringing people together on an enormous scale. And that was where he lost me. <laughs> Come on, Nick! Okay, so so what what, was he, what he's essentially saying is that rock and roll created a generation gap between those who couldn't underst- couldn't get why people liked it and... The people that did, the younger yes. people. So what he's saying is, we got to get back to that good, good time where people didn't understand each other, and I'm the man to do that. <laughs> exactly. I'm the man to rend, rend asunder the fabric of society through my electronic music. People are getting too close, getting too touchy-feely and liking the same things. People got to start finding stuff to be mad about with each other. I know. I'll kickstart it. I do appreciate his honesty, though. He said... That's why I really wanted to make a simple, bland statement, which was, quote, all we're talking about is basically pop music. So this song is supposed to be the summary of 25 years of music. Okay. Okay. So this this video is not a parody, but it is a thing people use to parody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and the lyrics. You're living in a disco. Forget about the rat race. Let's do the milkshake. Selling like hotcakes. Try some. Buy some. Fee-fi-fo-fum. Oh, come, that wasn't pop music. That was a pop nursery rhyme. But even if you're trying to make a commentary on pop music, I feel like that's not an excuse to get away with working fee-fi-fo-fum as a complete line in your song. Or am I crazy? I want to, you know what, maybe he's, maybe he was onto something that never came to fruition, you know? You know? Well, he only released four albums. And- I smell the blood of an Englishman! You know? That's funny, Mike, because usually you're the one that's on something until it refuses to come to fruition. <laughs> I'm just going to let that marinate for a second. 
<laughs> At least somebody should. <laughs> Come on, Steve. I got nothing to lose. <laughs> I've already been a shitty person for like the last 33 years. 33 I know. Years. <laughs> Especially the last like 45 minutes. I'm just going to go all in for the rest of this episode. You know, 101, new generation, new era of me just being an unrepentant asshole. Unrepentant asshole. Everybody talk about. This is the easiest song to write ever. Because you don't have to sing. You don't have to remember any complicated lyrics. You know what's great about this? <clears throat> it's showing that music is 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 for easy a, to make for anyone. It's for everyone. You could be in the subway. You could be just getting your shoes shine before work. Or you could be committing uh, a heinous uh, arsonist crime um, while um, protesting. Never Would do you care to name a specific example of that. Well, you said makes me a Molotov cocktail. I never knew. I never knew arsonist was an adjective. Isn't that what that means? I mean, that's all I could think it would mean. Mix me a Molotov. What the hell? What the hell else would it be? Uh, you know, Mike, you can light other things on fire than a house with a Molotov, like people, for instance. Your mind thinks too small. <laughs> too <laughs> foolish, me, Steve. Not thinking about the things I could throw a Molotov cocktail at. Why not the Amazon forest? Oh, wait. (laughs) That's not my fault. (laughs) Whose fault was that? The coal miners? That's a different country. (laughs) And a different conversation (laughs) for a different podcast. (laughs) But yeah, Mike, he does say mix me a Molotov, which I guess you could interpret as saying that pop music is also the soundtrack to uh, upheaval and revolution. However, I feel like the next next chunk of lyrics does not give me confidence in that being his scope. Oh, which away? Which away you wanna go? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Which away you wanna go? Talk about pop music. He's really hammering right. these nursery rhymes. Right in between, eeny, meeny. <laughs> But is that supposed to be him actually like satirizing pop music? But saying that everyone's like brains are so childish that they just they hear one catchy thing and that's all they're into. Just like when you're a kid and you hear "Eeny Meeny Miny Moe," "Catch a Tiger by a Toe," when you, if you always let him go. This is why my he, mother says, "Go fuck yourself," and yep. you're it. Mike, <laughs> Mike learned the Plattsburgh versions of all these. I was going to say that always made me feel great. That part, my mother told me to pick the very best one, and you are not it. And then they pick me. Steve has been in therapy <laughs> years because of it. But this is why I hated being an English major because of stuff like this. Like he, this this guy could write these childish lyrics where he's literally going "eeny meeny miny mo." He didn't and write make, that. He stole that. Well, exactly. Nick. Yes, that's even sadder. He had to steal that, but. He will get people to think he is making some smart commentary on the state of pop music, and he could just be saying that and make people think he's being clever. That's what like every text was like. Like when you read a poem in like 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 John Cage's poetry, it's just like John Cage's poetry. It's like when you can just write random letters all over a page, and everyone will trip over themselves to try to tell themselves how it's brilliant. Fuck John Cage. 
That's the only thing that's triggered Mike on this podcast, our episode on 433. <laughs> Fucking that guy. Oh, my God. Um, but yes, no, Nick, you're right. You're right. You're right. Thank you. I know. When you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Pop music. You know, uh, you know what make this song complete is if this, like, at the very this music video, the lyrics are inane, the images don't make sense, so you just you you get like sucked into this, like like your brain just kind of shuts off a little bit while you're watching it, and then at the very end, they just straight up like shoot a hostage. <laughs> <laughs> like you would never see that coming. You'd Bob be music. You're just watching this music video, going like your brain's half off from the re- repetitious music and the sound and the video doesn't make sense. You're like, Jesus, what am I watching? And oh my god, what was that? <laughs> so yeah, the lyrics we just got were right in betweeny, eeny meeny, right in betweeny. Steve, do you know what it sounds like to me? Was the person who wrote this these lyrics a baby in disguise? <laughs> Brought it full circle. Congratulations. <laughs> Speaking of full circle, like, if you end the episode playing that Nicki Minaj shit at me again, I will end your computer. <laughs> I know that's what you wanted to do I, in your heart of hearts. No, I'm just weighing if it's actually worth losing my computer for it, and it might be. I just now I'm just imagining Robin Stone being like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm collaborating with this great new writer for this song. <laughs> this is this baby like sunglasses." Little hat, little fedora. You don't tell me how to write my music. I'm a fucking professional. Just screaming at this baby. <laughs> Baby's just sitting there, just like little spit up comes out, does nothing, says nothing. And the guy's like, you're right. You're right. I have been hitting the cocaine too hard. I'm hooked to the nose candy. Now you know what to say. No, Nick Nick Paddywhack has won too many. I'm not giving this dog a bone, okay? <laughs> ha ha! Zing! And zap. <laughs> zap. Zap. Zip. Zap, zap, zap. Yeah, zap is Mike's expression of disapproval. Oh, okay. Should really trademark those. It's a t shirt with Mike's face that says zap. Zap. Oh, see? That's how it all starts, Nick. Next thing you know, we'll start saying Zao by the time. It'll be the next. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yes. <laughs> Zao! No, no, maybe, maybe not. Maybe. It's just like uh, how Nicki Minaj tried to get, um, what was it, Disney? <laughs> Zao will catch on where Disney failed. <laughs> Gentlemen, we are the stewards of our own futures. What we see and what we believe we can make real. It's all up to us. 
God, we're, if, if we are truly the stewards of our future, that is a damning indictment on all of us. And what a great way to end our episode on Which listener is, submission songs. What great way to end an episode that has, in effect, been a damning, uh, what did you say it was? A damning indictment. A damning our, indictment yes. of ourselves. Yes. We covered a lot. Yes. But th- <laughs> thank stuff you. Stuff we shouldn't have. Yes. Stuff we did. Stuff we shouldn't have. Stuff we really shouldn't uh, have. Stuff we didn't think we shouldn't have, but ended up. Should have not have to. Thank you, everyone who submitted songs for this uh, week's episode. And please, if you want to see us further embarrass and potentially ruin our lives in future episodes, please continue to send songs to us. Uh, the song tops report at gmail.com. Or if you hit us up on social media, we can respond to you there. And uh, you can find me personally on my Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier. Uh, check out DapperDevilProductions.com as well. Um, one of our sister podcast I guess we can call it is coming back it was on a hiatus it is coming back uh, the thing that happened this week so you can check it out there good old Uh, Ian and Claire exactly yes they will be uh, I think they uh, asked if we could be guests on at some point so we might be uh, on a Another podcast. I can't believe he invited us to come do that. Oh, as soon as this episode comes out, we will be disinvited. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they've got a brand to maintain. I understand. Uh, But does he even know what he's getting him? He knows. He knows. The one episode he does. Look, none of our friends listen to this show. They already have to hear us talk all week. Uh, but also check out Dapper Devil Productions, uh, both the website and social media, because there is going to be a trailer for Chad is Not the Killer, starring my two co-hosts, coming out very soon. Oh, man. I'll tell you. Oh, I've, 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 seen, I've seen a little sneak peek of it. Mm. God damn it, Nick. You really... Oh, oh, it's good. You really redefined mediocre. <laughs> into something better. Thank you, Steve. And uh, Mike, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.D-O-T. And yeah, like Nick said, please send him more song suggestions. These are these are usually my favorite episodes. I, I love doing these. And um, Ooh, These are my least favorite episode for some reason. <laughs> Steve, where can we find you? <laughs> Jail, probably. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> trust me, it's not so bad. Except I don't trust the you. The lack of sunlight. That's yeah, <laughs> I don't trust you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at your man Trollo. To I, I assume to sh- say bad shit about me at this point. Um, you can. You should be yeah. taken off the air. Yeah, you can uh, find me on the Dapper Devil Productions website, uh, and uh, in the upcoming film, of course, that Nick and Mike just mentioned. Uh, he's so uh, good. He's, he's you. So good. Uh, you can also find me on a web series I did uh, last year that just came out this summer uh, called uh, On the Line. Go to onthelinewebseries.com. Yes, I finally can, finished it. It's very yes, good. And you can find a link to all six episodes. It's a funny little office comedy uh, where I play. Well, the whole office is full of weirdos, so I'm not the office weirdo. The Waffus weirdo. The Waffus weirdo. I bit my lip, okay? <laughs> He's so turned on by his own performance. I'm not... Are you a baby in disguise? Oh, my God. The hell does that mean? You know what? Never mind. No, Waffus. Because yeah. it's a baby, it's baby talk. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where you can find me <laughs> if you want to, which you probably do. And know. everybody will, Steve. I can't wait for the influx. And uh, guys, that is it for this week's episode. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And my love for you is way out of line. (laughs) And we will see you next week. Take care. God damn it, Nick. (laughs) I know, it gets catchy the more you hear it.